Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Barnhart, along with author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg. We're here to encourage you wherever you are on your healing journey. In each episode, we will chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you found us. Let us help you find your joy in life. Here we are. Thanks for joining us again for one more uh, very enlightening episode of the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Barnhart, joined by my Miss New Jersey co-host, Irene Weinberg. Hi, Irene. How are you today? (laughs) Hi, Steph. It's great to talk with you again. And we have on today Mary Lee Beale, who is an amazing intuitive a wonderful healer. I know a lot of people who just sing her praises. And uh, as an introduction, let me tell you that Mary is a radio host, an Mm -hmm. author, and an intuitive business and life strategist. She specializes in facilitating entrepreneurs to create wealth through living their passion. The art of fulfilling dreams, achieving goals, and keeping up with the trends are some of the key points of Mary's unique process for her clients, both professionally and and personally. And I can tell you, I've had people tell me that she's helped them so much. So, and she also has a company called Global Healing Solutions. This is going to be an action-packed information filled episodes. So everyone meet Mary and Mary, where would you like to start? Would you like to start with what you do and how you got into this? Oh my goodness. What a joy to be here with uh, you, Irene and Stephanie. And I just want to uh, thank you both for creating such a beautiful sacred space for people to come to learn, to heal and to enjoy. Um, you ladies are certainly doing your light work and doing it in amazing ways. So I appreciate both of you. Thank you so much, Mary. How I got started in this, you know, I began my soul work. It's what I call the passion of my life after many trials and heartaches. Sometimes that is what brings us to the forefront of our passion. And I started this type of work when I realized that I did have a unique blend of intuitive gifts, and they had to find their way out into a world and to share these gifts. And by how faith, all things are possible. You know, so I tell you a little bit about my my story and, and give you an idea of how I got to where I am and how I got to open Global Healing Solutions. As you know, I'm an intuitive soul communicator and an angelic spiritual counselor. And I didn't know that 26 years ago, what was around the corner for me or what would be my future. But God knew he and his angels held me up when I was falling and taught me that all of these things, what we call life experiences, were teaching me, preparing me for what I do now. I lend support to those who are grieving as I was grieving. I provide hope to those whose marriages are failing as mine was at the time and to those souls starting over in life. I encourage those who once were wealthy but now are struggling. I help people believe in themselves and bring their dreams into reality. And I I lend my voice as an advocate for those being denied affordable health care, legal care, and I co-founded, as you know, Irene, my 
own nonprofit to help animals in distress. Mm-hmm. God knew by way of my experiencing all that I encountered over the last 20 years that I could stand in the shoes of those who seek my angelic counsel to share my gift, one gift, hearing the voice of their soul and translating that message to use that gift of intuition to assure people that the path they chose is the best one and to share my heart of wisdom with theirs, providing them hope for a brighter tomorrow. You know, we talk about grief and over the years, I lost so many family members and friends along with all six of my beloved dogs. My emotional well-being and my health suffered. My finances went into a tailspin and I could not live the lifestyle I once enjoyed. Among the family members and friends I lost over a short period of time was my husband's lung cancer. At the time of his illness, I was facing a separation and possible divorce. During my husband's illness, my stepdaughter was battling stage four cancer and she was in the hospital and could not even attend her father's funeral. Thank God she has recovered. My sister was killed in a car accident. My sister-in-law died from lung cancer only a few months after her brother, Frank, and her son, my nephew, suddenly died from a defection of the heart at 40 years old. Oh, my God. My mom passed away. I lost four very close and dear friends and my brother, all passing away suddenly. My faith was tested in every area of my life. But, yes, God knew all those years ago that I would need him as the years went by. I would look to God, relying on his love, his spirit, his kindness, and his promises. His word and his wisdom, I knew I needed. Here's what changed for me. One day, I was asking God over and over, why, why, why? You think, why all this tragedy, one person after another? But then one day, I stopped asking God why. And God helped me to realize it is not in the asking of why, but it was in the asking of how. Lord, how can I use all of this deep heartache to serve and honor you? God knew I would need him again and again to start over, day by day to restore my soul. I needed God to bridge the gap between love and grief and to awaken my soul to an eternal, deep and inviting faith in God, in the universe, in the angels. God knew that I needed to rise up and continue on for his glory and for my peace of mind. You see, it it might have been my journey, my story, but it was God's way. God's way of drying my tears, of mending my heart, of giving me courage, of leading me through the valley of the shadow of darkness, back into the light of his love and hope. God used my trials to develop in me a godly character, to give me strength, and to solidify my hope eternally. You know, Irene, Stephanie, yes, it hurts so badly. My emotions so raw, my heart so broken, my mind so confused, and my eyes burning from crying. I remember thinking I cried so much for so long. I did not even feel the tears running down my cheeks any longer. My emotions were numb. 
I said to a friend, I've been sad for so long. I have forgotten how to smile or remember what happiness feels like. One death after another, all so tragic, tragic. I could not even mourn one when another loved one passed long on. So you see, as I read, reread something I writ, I'd written 26 years ago, found in the back of the closet, forgotten for years, I knew what God meant in this one sentence I wrote so long ago. What God in his love and mercy for me was preparing for me to do and how I was survived. And here's that sentence. Now, Mary, as your heart begins to find new level of comfort, that comfort God has shown you, you now, in turn, are able to reach beyond that pain and minister to someone else's heartache. And Irene and Stephanie, that is what I do. I minister in so many ways to so many other souls whose hearts are hurting, whose lives are in turmoil and confusion. I never, I never dreamed I would start a new business called Global Healing Solution, but God knew. God knew he's preparing me, minister, asking me to provide the same comfort to those hurting souls that God had provided to me and to restore in them hope and promise. For a brighter future. Mary, that's amazing. So the insights that you gathered, you used to help others overcome obstacles and make the most of their lives, correct? Correct, because Irene, and when you when you experience life in the school of life firsthand, you can actually relate to exactly where that person is. Death after death, financial loss, possible divorce, so many things in my life that uh, people come to me for, you know, at first hand and to have the ability to reach into someone's soul and have the soul. I don't know how I do it. I just know I can do it to tell them, remember your mission, remember your pur- purpose. Remember so why you can, but this is important. Can you identify a person's sole purpose? So if a person is adrift in life and they've, and, and they've had all these losses and they've had all these things happen to them, especially after they've had a loss and they're like, who am I now without this person in my life? Can you actually access the information as to what they're supposed to be doing now as a result of hopefully learning from this loss? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I find it sometimes uh, amazing the things that come out, and especially when someone from the other side comes through, and they are assisting me and helping this person heal, helping them to start over, to create a different beginning for them. So it's really a work in collaboration with souls that have passed over who communicate to the soul that's here and remind them of their magnificence. And that's what it's about. Remind us all about our magnificence. And now, what now, do you do if someone who doesn't think they're magnificent and they have self-esteem issues and all of that because they've been battered so severely by life? And when well, you get the messages, is it, a, is it a knowing inside of you? Or do you actually hear, um, get a vibration and they're talking and communicating with you? I get a communication, no mm-hmm. doubt. It is. It's also a knowing, and it's a gentle, free-flowing of information. And when someone doesn't think they're magnificent, they may come in broken and beaten down and feeling discouraged. But when they hear 
from someone that has passed over, someone who reminds them of who they are and their greatness, and giving information that no one else would know, things from maybe when they were six, seven years old, they begin to perk up and they begin to pay attention. And then when you create in them their mission and their purpose of why people have said to me, Mary, do you ever ask yourself why you were the last one standing? All these people are, are gone. You do realize we're all here for specific and beautiful reasons. And those beautiful reasons, Irene and Stephanie, is what makes each of us magnificent. Mary, have you heard from each of those people who crossed over? Do you now know that they're fine and have they communicated with you, um, you know, as to why they left and all of that? Have you been able to uh, completely find comfort and resolution with each of those deaths? I have from from time to time. My husband, Frank, my mom quite often, my sister, Pat, and a lot of times they've come to tell me something that was going to happen and to prepare people for it. One time my sister, my mom came in and told me about my sister, Joanne, that something was going to happen and to make sure I was there and make sure I was by Joanne. And there was a lot of other things that have come up, but not with exactly everyone, but quite a few of them. And it always was to give me a message of hope, to warn me of something so I would be prepared. So yes, to, to that question. And you can give other people, when they come to talk with you, you can give them a heads up also. Oh, yes. That's happened quite often. Uh, you know, if, uh, when you go to my website and you look at some of the testimonials, uh, it's amazing the things that have come up. I've actually helped people, and this is something I didn't even know I could do. Why they're ready to pass over, sometimes people are in a coma, like state. And I was with my phone Rose. I was home. I was, I was actually... Um, cleaning and I got a, like a, a knowing and it said, Mary, this is Emma. Go to Rose because I'm going to die today at 10 minutes, about 10 minutes to noon. And she thinks I have two or three days, but I don't. So I'm like, Emma, where are you? Call Rose. So I said, Rose, where are you? She said, I'm at the nursing home with my mother. They're only giving her a few days to live. I said, Rose, I'm coming there. Don't leave. With that, they said to me, grab some CDs. I'm like, CDs? I grabbed a couple, threw them in the car, ran over to Rose. Rose says, what are you doing here? I said, Rose, your mother told me I needed to be here because she's going to die today. She says, no, she's not. We got two or three days. I said, Rose, I'm telling you. With that, no word of a lie, I saw a guy come through with a plaid, red plaid shirt. And I said, Rose, who do you know with a red plaid like shirt, like flannel? She says, that's my father. He always wore that. I said, well, he's here. He was talking to Emma. Emma was talking to him. He says, you have to come. She says, I'm not going with you because like, they didn't have a good marriage. There was a lot of stuff that going sounds, on. That sounds, that sounds like a typical marriage also yeah. in certain ways. Yeah. <laughs> he says to her, Emma, there's no need for I'm sorry where I am. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that. So she, the mother starts talking to Rose. All kinds of information that only Rose knew, all kinds of information that, you know, when she dies, she wanted this, this, and this. So mm-hmm. she's still arguing with the father. All of a sudden, and you should have Rose on to tell the story. We're standing in her room. This man comes in with um, those signs, wet, a wet floor. And Rose says to him, you can't wash my mother's floor now. She, she, she's dying. 
he goes to the edge of the bed, and in a loud voice, he says, Emma, stop fighting it. And he turns and walks away. Oh, my goodness. And Rose and I are like, what the hell? Rose said, I'll be right back. I'm going to find out who he is. She goes to the front desk where the nurse's station is, right, because her mother's room was right outside of that. And she says, who's that guy that came washing the floor? She said, we don't have anybody like that. There's nobody here that did that. That was an angel. You got it. I think it was, I think it was the, the husband. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in the room. All of a sudden, it gets like dead silence, and it's like 10 minutes to noon. Rose comes back. I said, Rose, I think your mother left. She says, you're kidding. So she got the nurse, and then it went on. When, when we got in the car, Rose went to sit on the seat, and she sat on the CD. And she says, why do you have Judy Garland, you know, uh, I said, I don't know. I said, I, I grabbed one. I put it in, and it was um, somewhere over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. But it was the original when Judy Garland talks. You can find me over the rainbow. I can go where the birds fly. It was mm-hmm. all eggs to find out from Rose that her mother collected all the Wizard of Oz, all the, all the stuff for Wizard of Oz. That was her most favorite thing. And here we put on Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and it reminded me, her mom was saying, Rose, that's where I'm going. That's where you'll find me, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Wow, what a sign. Oh, my goodness. What a sign, and what a beautiful uh, experience that was. But that was the first time I realized I could actually communicate with somebody before they passed over, which I was able to, as you know, I think Irene with Marissa's mom. It was the same thing. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, an amazing story. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And then you have your own inspiring story. And then we will, you know, come towards the end. And I w- we'd love to talk with this. is fascinating forever. But, you know, tell us about that. That's an amazing story. And, and then your own story that you were telling me about that you have um, to share with our listeners. Oh, uh, the one, yeah. Well, uh my friend Marissa and her sister Annie, her mom, Elaine, was uh, very sick and uh, ready to pass on. And Elaine came to me uh, a couple of days before, and she started to talk to me about preparing Marissa, preparing Annie, her husband, Don. And she wanted to keep, you know, family, they kind of want to hold on sometimes to the soul, to the spirit. And her mom wanted to go in a quiet and gentle way. And which exactly that's what happens. But sometimes we have family members have a hard time of accepting this is it, this is the end. But by being able to communicate with Elaine and having her talk to Marissa and Annie and Don and talk about the things that were important to her in life, the things that she's done, the legacy she's leaving behind, the music that she wanted played in her room, on the music and certain prayers and it was such a, a beautiful environment for all of them and they would not have had that had I wasn't you know honored in a way and gifted in a way to bring that information in that moment Marissa was in Vermont I was here in New Jersey I, I kept calling you know your mom has something she wants to say and I would bring the messages and it really gave them all a peaceful understanding that their mother isn't gone. 
She's still here. She still comes around all the time to give me messages for them. Quite amazing ones, too. So it really helps people understand that we are continuing our journey, our spiritual journey, our earthly journey, still connected soul to soul, heart to heart. You know, Mary, I'm getting a thought, like people who um, may have a relative or a loved one or, or a friend who are dying, you'd be someone that they could contact to, to actually communicate with that person's soul to find out any last wishes or, or, or anything they'd like to communicate before they go, right? I, I, think. I, I know people have said that to me. They've said, you know, Mary, you know, it's amazing. And you have so many bona fide stories or actually accounts of what happened. Um, I haven't thought to reach out to do that part of it yet, Irene and Stephanie. I, I really haven't. So uh, it's something for me to keep in mind. Something to think about. And the other question I want to have for people who are not that religious, they can still come to you if they could think of God as being the source or, or, or love that's inside of them. Would you agree with that? Or do you look at it in a different way? I do believe in that. I believe that source, angels, whatever we find, uh, encouragement and hope in a higher power. I, I do believe we are all simultaneously teachers and students in the school of life. We graduate with each lesson learned and we pass on those lessons, those life lessons with love and respect to those who cross our path. So to me, whatever that is, whatever that knowing is, I join with them, respect that and honor them. You know, they always say there's an old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I was ready at that time in my life and the teacher did appear. I have been and continue to be taught by the master of all teachers, the spirit of love and the angels of glory. So to your question, if someone's not that religious or they're not practicing a certain religion, it's all about the spirit of love. It's all about the angels of glory. So I hope that answered that. That certainly does. Um, Stephanie, Mary's got this most amazing um, thing she wants to say as her tip for joy that she would like to read and share with all of us. Have you got anything that you'd like to ask or anything that has struck you or whatever? I mean, it's been pretty, pretty informative. I mean, I'm just been kind of sitting here listening and taking it all in just because I feel like it's just very interesting to hear. I mean, it was kind of a sad interview. You know, I'm a little sad about it and just how much loss you had Mary and but I mean to see that you've really been able to take that and turn it into something good to help others is really pretty amazing and um, you know I think that's kind of like all of us right now and I feel like that's kind of the life path you know like Irene you like you were definitely on this different life I path. absolutely had a horrible profound uh, I had a spiritual awakening in the middle of a terrible loss also so and I turned it into what we're doing today mm-hmm. so um, people can you know what I think that in a way it's uplifting to me because by listening to us people who are struggling can know that they can heal and they can move on and there is you'll pardon the expression life after death you know that we have purpose and we can and we can make our ways out of the suffering um, to start new chapters in our lives and to help others from what we've learned. I mean, Mary, your story is amazing. 
Well, uh, yes, uh, thank you. But you know that gratitude of heart, inspired by love and and never judgment, uh, it does take a sad story uh, and turn it into hope to uh, to be able to live your life more productively with more insight mm-hmm. and to enjoy life as God intended. So we take these situations and we use them to always come up higher, my friend, is the old saying, to live our highest and our best. You asked about a tip for finding joy in life. I will quote my Angelo. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. I believe, um, for me, joy is the spiritual quality which is always available within us. The more we acknowledge joy, the more we will experience it. The poet, um, Cahill Gibran, reminds us that your joy is your sorrow unmasked. To me, humor is akin to joy. It is a spiritual light so powerful that it can erase the heartaches of life and replace sadness with smiles of hope and love. My one main tip, smile, even in sorrow. And coming from you, that is a, a learned, that is something you actually experienced in your life. And yes. wonderful, it's a wonderful, a wonderful tip for people who are going through a lot of things. Mary, we are going to let people know how to contact you. Um, I mean, there's so many ways that you can help people. And um, uh, Steph, do you want to add anything or let's, let's, or give, let's give people, Mary, Mary, what is your website? What is your contact information? Yes, it's globalhealing-soul-utions.com, globalhealingsoulutions.com. Okay. And um, Steph, anything yeah. else that you'd like we'll to, you know? We'll, we'll make sure to put all your information on our website as well, Mary, and we'll have all those um, connections so when people want to reach out or, you know, especially anybody who's really hurting and could use some good healing or just a smile a day, you know, we'll have them contact you. Um, I'll also send you some information I've been telling everybody kind of in our listeners too that we're really growing this pretty um, close-knit Facebook group and I think it would just be really amazing for you to be a part of it and just share some stories and just help others because I feel like a lot of people in there share some very intimate stories and they've they've had their own you know instances of loss and I think you know you just connecting with them and and telling how you've kind of been your survival would be really great too. That'd be fun. So that's the grief and rebirth Facebook group right? Yes. I would be honored to do that in any way I can help somebody by opening my heart to them. I'm, I'm there to do. And again, both of you ladies, what an amazing job you are doing to reach out and help those uh, get over obstacles and pain and grief. Um, I, I can't thank you both enough. And thank you. It's truly a pleasure. And like I like to say, to be continued. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you, Mary. And thank you all for tuning in to yet another enlightening episode of the Grief and Rebirth podcast. Until next time, to be continued. Bye for now. 